Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Brian Cooper, National Correspondent, and today I'd like to share my simple plea. Make government simple again. Stressing out over paperwork is one of the features of modern life. Sometimes it's necessary, like when you're buying a car, but a lot of it, especially anything connected with government programs, could easily be avoided. That hassle and stress is, to a great degree, the result of the pointless and counterproductive complexity built into nearly every government program. In the future, let's make government simple by reforming programs to make life easier instead of more burdensome. The signature government-related experience for the average citizen is filing one's taxes, and it's a gigantic pain in the neck. But it doesn't have to be. For the overwhelming majority of citizens, the IRS already has all your income data. They could just send you a completed tax return that you could check for errors and then send back. This is actually how it's done in many wealthy countries. It would be easy and cheap. And that's only for starters. Take education. For most children in school from K through 12, people pay into a universal public school system. But when it comes to college, we have partially government-supported schools topped up with a hellish maze of subsidized loans and grants. Not to mention the world's dumbest tax advantage savings account for parents called 529s that offer zero protection from the ups and downs of the financial markets and that are really only used by the wealthy anyway. How about instead of that mess, Americans get a decent public and community college system paid for with taxes? Retirement is a similar problem. We load tons of responsibility on individuals who are supposed to, again, use tax advantage accounts like the 401k to save and invest in one of a slew of complicated mutual fund plans. Unsurprisingly, it does not work for most people. The current retirement mess has instead fueled a cottage industry of swindlers who trick people into high-fee plans. Here's an idea. How about we just expand Social Security paid for with taxes? Or take healthcare. The entire healthcare industry could not possibly exist without the elaborate network of government regulations, subsidies, and programs that backstop it at every point. But the amount of complexity this system dumps on the citizenry is simply brain melting. Roughly half the country has insurance through an employer, which it turns out is a massive government tax subsidy since both employer and employee payments to these insurance plans are excluded from both income and payroll taxes. Even when private insurance is pretty good, simply accessing care is often a terrific hassle. You've got to make sure you've got the right sub-sub-program, blue card PPO, EPO, PPO basic, traditional, and then find a provider that takes the insurance. Then, assuming you're not literally bleeding out, you'd be well advised to make sure the provider doesn't contract with out-of-network specialists because they probably won't tell you that on their own. After you've received care, you can then look forward to the inevitable fight between you, the insurance company, and the provider over who is going to pay the outrageously inflated prices. Health savings accounts are even more obnoxious. These accounts may be billed as handy ways to save for medical expenses, but if you're not exceptionally careful and track and upload each and every receipt for your medical care, you may be blocked from accessing your own money for the very reason you set it up in the first place. Even Medicare has been larded up with all manner of unnecessary garbage over the years. To simply figure out which program you're eligible for, you have to weed through Medicare's four different parts, many of which have several sub-programs to choose from or are bundled by private companies along with more expensive plans. 
Then there are various premiums and deductibles depending on one's income and whether you're also eligible for Medicaid. And there are, of course, a zillion exceptions and qualifiers, especially around vision and dental coverage. You can even purchase Medigap policies to plug some of these holes. The thing is, there's no real point to any of this nonsense. It's just neoliberal cruft that has built up over the years. For reasons of simplicity, I have often referred in articles to a national single-payer plan as Medicare for All. But if we were really to do such a national plan, all those various sub-programs would be trashed, and everyone would be enrolled in a single, simple program that covers all necessary medical treatment with no cost-sharing, period. The expectation behind this horrible situation seems to be that everyone needs to take responsibility for every part of their lives and become a hobbyist in investing, tax law, medical billing, and all the rest. But there's no shame whatsoever in paying taxes to offload all these tasks onto the government. I, for one, have better things to do than to fill out forms until my retinas bleed. That does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For more audio series from the week, including 7-Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four risk-free issues of The Week magazine. To get started, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Ryan Cooper, and thanks for listening.